1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
2: Look, up in the sky.
1: It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P E P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents the adventures of Superman.
2: while Superman and his boss, Terry White, patiently withhold their curiosity. Young Jim Olsen probes the deep secret of Poco's mysterious behavior.
1: Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, you know how it is when you meet up with an old friend, you're doggone tickled and happy about it. And that's the way it is, gang, when you get one of that brand new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out because every single one of these 18 new and different buttons has a picture of an old friend on it, a funny paper character that you've followed for a long, long time, like Toots and Casper, for instance, or uh, Barney Google, or Flash Gordon, or Superman himself. And they're all done up in style. Believe me, brilliant comic strip colors on a shiny white enameled background. Why, those pictures of your comic strip favorites stand out like anything. Yes, sir, gang, you're going to have a load of fun collecting Pep's brand new series of comic buttons. And are they easy to get? Why, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you'll find one inside each package of Kellogg's Pep. That's Pep, the sunshine cereal, you know. Pep, the golden toasted whole wheat flakes with a catchy sunshine flavor. Certainly has a way with a morning appetite. Why, it makes it sit right up and take notice. And Pep's good for you, too. Sure, Mom knows that. Gives you lots of an energy vitamin, B1, and that old important sunshine, vitamin D. So get your good eating and exciting prizes, gang, from P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
2: And now, the adventures of Superman editor perry white refused to go on lending money to poco his odd little houseboy and cook who speaks only in rhyme unless he knew what the money was for poco threatened to shoot himself in the struggle for the gun it went off and white narrowly escaped death frightened by the belief that he had mortally wounded his employer the remorseful poco ran away when he was found and brought back by superman poco at first refused to explain his strange behavior but finally agreed to talk but only to jim Olson. then after solemnly swearing jim to secrecy Poco stated that he was a millionaire. When the cub reporter laughed at this, Poco said,
0: A steel box is behind that grandfather's clock. Fetch it, please, Jim, and prepare for a shock.
2: As we continue now in Poco's room, Jim has placed a small strong box in Poco's hands. Taking a key that is hung on a chain around his neck, Poco prepares to open the box. Listen
0: in that box, Poco? Patience, Jim. You'll soon see. Then never again will you laugh at me. Well, go on. Go on. For Pete's sake, open it. Here's my pelf. See for yourself. Pelf? What's that? Pelf means money. Don't you know that, Sonny? Oh, I don't see any money. All I see is some papers that look like letters. They're not just letters. This one's my song. Let me sing it for you. It won't take long. I don't want to hear any songs. I just want to know what... You wh- must hear the song. It'll put you in stitches. Oh. Besides, it's a reason for all my riches. Huh? Don't look so puzzled. It's really quite plain. I'll play and sing you my song, and then I'll explain. (coughs) I know a girl whose name is Liz. Her friends all call her Lizzie. She took a ride on a merry-go-round, and now poor Lizzie's dizzy. Oh, no. Poor, poor Lizzie. She's really in a tizzy. She goes round and around and around. polka will you please cut out the fooling and tell me what this is all about i mean all this baloney about you being a millionaire and the rest of it you must be blind and deaf for sooth. you heard my song can't you guess the truth i heard your song and i don't know what you're talking about great day jim can't you see dizzy lizzie means wealth to me that goofy song you just sang huh. goofy indeed you're off your feet this my creation will be a sensation it'll bring me money and fame make famous my name are you kidding look jim I know you're my friend, so please read that letter from beginning to end. Which letter? This one. Read it, son. Okay, let's see. It's from the Metropolis Song Publishing Company. Oh, look, see? It's addressed to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dear Poco, That's me. you will be glad to know that today we showed your song, Dizzy Lizzy, to another well-known orchestra leader. Oh. He was very enthusiastic about it and begged well, us to well, let well, him well, introduce well, well. it on the air when it was published. Yeah. He said that in his opinion, it was a surefire novelty <laughs> hit. And bound to be a terrific sensation. Uh, Well, how do you like that? Oh, you'll see. I'll make millions. Yes, maybe I'll even make billions. Oh, wait a minute, pal. Here's the payoff. Just as I expected. All the rest was just a build-up. A what? A build-up. Get this. Naturally, we are anxious to publish your song as soon as possible... ...so that we can both enjoy the expected profits. Oh, boy. So as soon as you send us another $50, which will complete your share of the publishing costs, we will set to work preparing Dizzy Lizzy for publication... Cordially yours, Professor L.C. Blessing, president. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it grand? My song will be played by every band. Oh, what do you think. <laughs> Just tell me this, Poco. How much money have you paid to this song publishing company? Why, let me see. A 300 no, 4 Then I paid them, uh, 50 more. Well, you mean you paid this so-called music publishing outfit $450? Oh, yes. I scrimped, I borrowed, I pawned my coat, but it's worth it to become a composer of notes. Oh, po- gee, you poor guy. Well, why'd you say that? Why, you shake your head. Is not it true what the letter said? Why, Uh, look, Poco, I'm going to do a little investigating. Investigate? Investigate what? Is my castle of air? You mean I'm not a millionaire? Well, let's just say we're not sure yet. Now you sit tight, Poco, till I see you again. And whatever you do, don't send any more money to those racketeers. Oh, my heart is broke, my head is bent. What'll I say to Messrs. White and King? Oh, don't say anything yet. I'll keep your secret, just as I promised. But if this is what I think it is, I'll get your money back. Don't worry. Oh, oh, is me such misery? Cheer (laughs) up, Poco. Just leave everything to me. (laughs)
2: To
0: you. Something I want to see you about. Well, uh, could it wait, Mr. Ken? I'm in a
2: hurry. Well, now, slow down a minute. I want to know what Poco told you.
0: Poco?
2: Yes, Poco. Come on, Jim, quit stalling. The chief called me a little while ago and said you refused to tell him what Poco had told you about his strange actions last night. Oh, oh, that. Yes, oh, oh, oh that. <laughs> Why has Poco been borrowing money? Why did he threaten to shoot himself last night when the chief refused to lend him another $50? Well,
0: you see, it's kind of a secret, Mr. Now, Kent. Now, don't
2: give me that. The chief almost lost his life, and so did Poco. We can't have things like that happening again. Well, uh, they won't. Well, maybe, but I want to be
1: sure. So start talking now. What's this all about?
2: I, I can't tell you, Mr. Kent.
0: Why? Because, well, because I promised Poco I'd keep this secret. Okay. But you don't have to worry. There won't be any more crazy stuff like last night. Now, look
2: here, Jim. Don't hold out on me. Poco is in some kind of trouble, isn't he? Well, uh,
0: sort of. But I'm going to get him out of it. You are? Yes,
2: I... What is it, Beanie? Tommy Sloan just called again. He said, if you don't get over to the city hall right away, you're going to lose a terrific scoop. Uh-oh, i got to make time. Look, Jim, you stay right here till I get back. Understand? Well, I... No, no, you just stay right here. I've got a strong hunch that you're going to get into trouble if you don't. What's he talking about, Jim?
0: Never mind. Look, Beanie, I might need some help. On a story, you mean? I only promise not to tell Mr. Ken and Mr. White, but I can tell you. Come on into Mr. Kent's office. <laughs> Legitimate song publishers don't look for material from amateurs. So when this Metropolis song publishing company said they intended to publish it, I knew right off they were racketeers. Oh, sure, that's right, Jim. I know
2: a song right Another tip hey, off. Another
0: tip-off is their demands for Poco to pay what they call part of the publishing cost. Legitimate publishers, when they accept a the song, pay all the publishing costs themselves. I know. They got 450 bucks out of Poco, huh? Uh-huh. Poor guy even pawned his overcoat to get some of the money. Gee,
2: worse, that's awful.
0: What a hook and he took. Yeah, but I'm gonna get his money back. You
2: are? How? Well, I've got
0: a screen, but I need some help. How about it, Beanie? I mean, you want me to help you, Jim? Uh-huh. Well, uh, Jeepers, if, uh, if these guys are really racketeers, it might be dangerous. Not if we play it carefully. All we'll do is snoop around. And when we get the goods on him, we'll call in Mr. Kent and the police. Well, no, uh, What's the matter? You always say you want to be a reporter, don't you? Yeah, but Are you afraid? Oh, me? No. Okay, then tell Mary Hennig to handle the copy while you're gone. And let's get going before Mr. Kent gets back and stops us. Come on.
2: Electing to overlook the possibility that they may be stepping into danger, Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin lead the Daily Planet. What will happen to them... We'll know more when we return for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by.
1: Say, it's a big moment, isn't it, gang, when Mom opens a package of Kellogg's Pet. Because right away, you're looking for one of those nifty comic buttons in the brand new series all the gang is collecting. You're wondering which button you'll get, whether it might even be a duplicate so that you can have the fun of trading with one of your pals. You know, every single one of these 18 new and different comic buttons is a knockout. Take Flash Gordon, for instance, with his wavy blonde hair and that determined look in his eyes and chin. Boy, he's a great guy. Or the inspector from Cats and Jammer Kids with his uh, super tall silk hat and his long white whiskers. Or Superman himself, complete with flying red cape and Superman emblem. Why, you'd sure hate to miss out on a single one of these exciting comic buttons. So better get busy. First, ask Mom to get you a good supply of Kellogg's Pep, because that's the only way you can get these keen-looking buttons. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. But you get one as an exclusive prize in every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. And here's something else you get in a, in a box of Kellogg's Pep. Dog gone swell eating. Yes, sir. Pep tastes so toasty and delicious that, well, your spoon keeps digging in for more and more. So ask Mom for P. E. P. The Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
2: Convinced that his little friend Poco is the victim of a vicious racket, Jim Olson determined to get him out of trouble. Enlisting the aid of copyboy Beanie Martin, he disregarded Clark Kent's admonition to stay in the office. And as we rejoin them now, Jim and Beanie have arrived at the office of the Metropolis Publishing Company, the self-styled music publishing firm responsible for relieving poco of $450. Listen. Well,
0: here we are, Beanie. Let's go in. Uh, now, uh, wait, Jim. What's the matter? Oh, well, nothing. Only, uh,
2: you know what you're gonna do. Well, what do you mean? I mean, well... Like when a general goes into a battle, he has a sort of plan of action, kind of.
0: Oh. I think we better know well, about what we want and how we're going to get it. Well, you know what we want, Beanie. We've got to get back the $450 Poco paid over to these phonies. Yeah, but what if they're not phonies? What well, if... I'm sure they are. But we'll find out soon enough. But gee, she was it? They're tough racketeers. Now, look, Beanie, are you getting cold feet again? No, I told but... you, we're not going to tangle with them. All we're going to do is ask a few questions and, well, kind of just snoop around generally and see what we can find out. Uh-huh. Okay, Come on. Let's go in. Okay. Well, I got a feeling we're walking into something kind of unhealthy.
2: As Jim Olson opens the door to the Metropolis Music Publishing Company, a buzzer sounds ominously somewhere in a rear office and ceases only when the two boys have entered and closed the door behind them. Beanie Martin's feeling that they were walking into an unhealthy situation may prove to be prophetic. At least the fact that they are now in a nest of vicious racketeers is certain. What will happen? Tomorrow's episode reveals more of the plot with much excitement and many thrills. So don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station.
1: And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's test.
2: For excitement, the adventures of Superman.
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman D.C. comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, on a chilly morning when your nose wakes up half-frozen, gang, that's Crumbles Weather. Just the time for a toasty kind of cereal with zip and go. Kellogg's Crumbles, just the name to, to make you think of toasty words like crisp, crunchy, crinkly, Crumbles. You know, it's the only cereal in the whole wide world made in those little crinkly shreds of real whole wheat, sort of sweetened and mellow rich. This is Crumbles, weather gang. Just the time for crisp, crunchy, crinkly, Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.